Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomah Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know uh, what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show. It was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze takes and and they're not even recognizing they're not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. And you and you. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. You know, today is September 20th, September 19th. That's about like 82 degrees down here in South Florida. And we got a, we got a boatload to talk about. There's another week has passed us in sport. Weekend passed, and we have Helena Seller to talk about. We have Triple G and the Canelo fight. We get to talk about a couple of quitters in the sports. We get to talk about a couple of slingers in the sports. If we get time, we may start talking about the PPW promotion. We definitely going to make sure we talk about weeks two and three of the NFL season, give you our picks, give you our results. We may even talk about the Hall of Fame and whatever the hell is going on with Mark Cuban right now. This is season four of the Mighty Podca- Mighty Show, Mighty Sports Podcast. This is episode four of that season, and you are listening to excerpt number 118. But without any further ado, you know what I say, regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Can I tell you? You know what? Let's 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 not fake the funk. Let let us not fake the funk. Let's let's just hop right into it, B. First of all, first of all, first things first. The Triple G Canelo fight. The Triple G Canelo fight. Now. I watched the same fight that most of you probably watched, right? And is this, is this my Yankees on television right now? Is my Yankees on my Yankees on television right now? Oh yeah, we got a game in the background, and what we have is, is my Yankees. 
I'm excited. I'm happy. Because you know, because you know, for the first three episodes of the podcast, we did not get a chance to give you any shows whatsoever in the background. So I'm glad we got to see the get to see the podcast. So we get to see the Yankees in the back. And not to mention this is something that the Yankees need to help them maintain their playoff berth because I've been I've been slacking on putting up a poll one of the acts that the Yankees are gonna embarrass themselves in the first in the playing game of the of, 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 of you know the World Series. So that's something that we still need to take into account. But let's get back to this triple G Canelo fight. Because this Triple G Canelo fight, right? It <laughs> it's 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 one of those fights that you can't you you really do love to see. Like like let's 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 not get it twisted. Let let's let's not get it let's not fake the funk. This was a, this was the fight that we all paid to see. Now boxing is is continuously, and I do mean continuously, getting themselves. They are continuously getting themselves put in these situations where they cannot, and, and well, he's putting this in these situations where they can't explain the outcome of fights, right? But we help put them in this situation because of the simple fact that not too long ago we were paying a hundred dollars willing to see Mayweather take on somebody not related to boxing so when the two top people in boxing come out with a boxing event they charge what eighty seven dollars for the pay-per-view event like this is this is what we told them that we're willing to pay to watch these two kind of guys fight and to be robbed again for the second time and I do say robbed again for the second time because if you watch this fight then I'm not quite sure what some other people saw I'm not quite sure what everybody else saw but I do know one thing for sure is that a lot of times, if you want to be the champion, then you have to beat the champion. And I mean wholeheartedly beat the champion, right? Not not, not possibly beat the champion. Not the champion out throw more punches than you. Not have the champion land more punches than you. Because let's not get that twisted. Because I don't care what anybody says. This, and this is what people are saying. And this is what people are saying. That Canelo Alvarez. That Canelo Alvarez was the more aggressive boxer that Camilla Anthony Camilla Alvarez Cornello Alvarez was, was was the more was the more was the more active boxer he was the more he was the he was the aggressor you understand that's what he said that's what he, that's what that's what he, these are the trigger words that they're going to use for you to try to fool you to try to make you make it seem like oh that this that this fight was justified or that this fight was this fight was was judged properly right that this is this is what they're gonna do this is what they're gonna attempt to do don't let them fool you this this, this fight was not judged properly this fight was not fair you, you do not beat the champion when the champion lands more punches than you you do not beat the champion when the champion hits you more you do not beat the champion when the champion makes you pay for trying to win it for trying to change up your style as judges up to bat Yankees are right now. The score is four, nothing, for the Yankees. So, you can't go through. You can't be timid. And, and I say, and I, I'm not saying Alvarez was timid. I'm not gonna say Canelo was timid, but you can't have the champion outwork you and beat the champion. And that's what we had here. Right, what we had here was a scorecard that went 115-113, Canelo. 
114 114 draw 115 113 Canelo and I'm guarantee you that if they would have came out and said oh I messed up and there should have been 115 113 triple G we're supposed to have a draw and, and try to get a third match because that's because when you know boxing right then you kind of realize that this is what they want especially like some people that say they know boxing and and this is and this is what they saw they saw Canelo they saw Canelo Alvarez being a more aggressive boxer they saw Canelo Alvarez walking out triple G they, they saw him backing him up that's what they say they didn't say we saw him landing more punches. We didn't say they didn't say that he saw him throwing more punches. We didn't see him seeing being busier when it come to, when it came to fist work, which is what boxing is. A lot of times it's fist work. Now granted, we've all seen boxers in the past that that sometimes that they throw less punches and they still win matches. But that's usually when they're on the defensive end and they are being missed. Canelo Alvarez wasn't being missed. 50% of all of, of, of Triple G's power punches landed. His jabs landed. And, 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 the, jab, and the jab is significant because if somebody is trying to walk in on you, right? So, so this is what they're saying. Oh, he walked them down. That's great. Alvarez's game plan to walk him down. I'm a boxer. I need to figure out how am I going to beat this younger guy, you know, as he decides to switch up his game style. As he's trying to come after my belt. So what do I do? I allow him to walk him down. And every time he comes in, snap. Here goes a jab. Punish him. Every time he comes in, snap. Here goes a jab. Punish him. Every time he comes in, snap. Here goes a jab. Punish him. And I'm talking about, like, his head was bobbing back and forth so much you would have thought it was the money shot in a bang bros video word life that's real talk but somehow this gets overlooked somehow this is not what the judges see somehow this is not what's being judged graded the hands of boxing the, the actual hands connecting to face is not the part of boxing that's being judged. What's being judged here is a guy looking like he's being walked down. And granted, he's being hit. But he's not being hit as, as much as Alvarez. Granted, he's taking some power punches. But not as much as Alvarez. He's letting a couple of... You, you understand that, that he's taking... Part. I'm not saying that Triple G went out there and he was just super elusive and he didn't get touched. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he threw more punches and percentage-wise he landed more. That's what I'm saying here. So I'm saying overall he threw more punches and overall he landed at a higher percentage. Where the guy that he fought landed less punches and at a lesser percentage. It wasn't like, oh, Kendall Alvarez came in and he was landing 75% of his punches. So when Triple G was throwing twice as many punches and only landing forty percent, like like that's where the discrepancy is. No, 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 no. They both landed the same high percentage amount of punches, percentage-wise. Now the total amount of punches goes to Triple G in a fight that he's the champion in. See, this is where boxing loses people. This is where boxing starts to have their problems 
because this is not the, this is not the problems that you find when you're in UFC. Or these are not the problems that you find in UFC anymore because these are part of the things that UFC sharp noise coming soon. UFC came out here and they said, you know what? Two things they're gonna do. They're gonna give you fights. And they're gonna give you the fights of the people when you wanna see them. Not four, five, six years down the road when everybody's washed up and everybody's just trying to and everybody's just fat and sassy and just looking for their next and looking for a quick payday. No. We're going to give it to you when it's exciting and when it's punishing to both and the people want to see it. But only that, we're going to give you a bonus if you tap somebody out. We're going to give you a bonus if you knock somebody out. We're going to give you a bonus for finishing the fight. Period. Right? That's what that is. Right? Finish fight bonus. We're going to give you a bonus if you have the most exciting fight of the night. Even if you don't finish, I say you guys just can't knock each other out. Then you can win most exciting fight of the night. Because what Dana White consistently says is that we do not leave it into the hands of the referees. And anytime he has had a referee that he has felt has not judged a, a fight properly, he has gone out of his way to make sure that that referee, is, or not that referee, but that judge is no longer judging a UFC or one of his UFC fights. You could go judge any other MMA fight that you want to. You're not going to come judge a UFC fight. Not you. Not you and your, and your biased ass who makes it seem like you're being paid off by, 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 by Vegas fat pocketers. You know what I'm saying there. So Triple G and Canelo goes down as another disappointing fight result-wise. It was a great fight action-wise, but a disappointing fight result-wise. And talking about disappointing results, we have an award that we need to give out. Because, you know, it's, it's one of those awards that... If you've been with the show for a while, then it's one of those things that we haven't heard of for. We haven't heard of in a while. So you're going to be excited to have it coming back. But we're not going to go there until after we come back from our break. You're still listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Alan Thomas Taylor. We're still right here on MightySports.net. You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Scepter. Wednesday. Wednesday. Bar Louie in Boynton, west of 95 off Gateway in Congress. Thursday. Thursday. Lucky's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Friday. So nice we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Whether it's birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at djscepter.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, one and only, Tyler Tomar Taylor. If you're still listening, I'm your solicitor right here on MightySports.net. That's M-Y-T Sports.net, where not only is every voice, but every single take is... My T. 
You know how he say that. My tea? So before the break, I told you that we had an award that we wanted to give out. And this is a award that we haven't had a chance to give out in quite some time. And not for nothing. It's one of those things that I'm not going to say that we don't like to give out. But if we don't have to give it out, we don't want to. Because it's one of them things that to give it out, you have to really, really, really find like a special breed of asshole. Or a, spe or a special breed of scum. And, and and maybe and maybe those are some harsh words, maybe maybe those those are some, some some very harsh words, without knowing exactly what is going on, you know maybe, maybe maybe they are, or maybe they're fitting, like I we won't know, but as of right now, as of right now. You get the, this person's gonna get the award. Which award are we talking about? We are talking Colin about the- Colin Brown, he comes from you. Sit on the toilet, here he comes. Squeezing tween your festive buns. A present from down below. Spreading joy with a howdy ho. He's seen the love inside of you. Cause he's a piece of poo. The Mr. Hanky Piece of Poop Award. Yes. We give this award today to Bills, Buffalo Bills, safety, Devontae Davis. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't want to be the spoiler for you. I don't want to describe it for you. What I'm going to do, I'm going to let somebody else describe this for you, and let's see if we still get the same results that we got earlier. Okay, Google, Buffalo Bills player that quit during the game. According to Business Insider, the veteran Buffalo Bills cornerback Fonte Davis quit during halftime of a game Sunday and retired from football afterward. According to Bills players and head coach Sean McDermott, Davis told teammates he was not playing the second half and was done. Ah! Ah! They don't have it anymore. They don't have it anymore. Yesterday... When you Google it, it Google also added, and hence the jokes, the Buffalo Bills are so bad that players are now quitting at halftime. That was Google. That was Google taking jabs at the Buffalo Bills. That wasn't me. That wasn't me at all. That was Google out here taking jabs, talking about... You ain't a killer. At least not anymore. You ain't a player. You just rush a lot. Meaning like you just run to the thing. Now, Devontae Davis. Now, let's get back to him. I'm sorry. He wasn't a safety. He was the Buffalo Bills cornerback. And he basically told him he was done with that. And he's getting a big backlash for this. And, and it is weird. It is weird. This is, probably one of, this is probably one of the most awkward things we've ever heard in, in, in football. Think about this. Players saying that they don't know that they will, could possibly get head trauma from smashing their heads against each other. Nah, that didn't sound weird to you, right? Uh, Tom Brady deflating footballs. Nah, that doesn't really sound too weird. Uh, what is it? Um, the forward pass rule or whatever that is called. Nah, that doesn't sound too weird for you. But a player quitting in the middle of the game. Now, 
before the game, you know, before things start, he's like, you know what, I'm kind of done here. Or after the game, kind of says, you know what, I, I, I just can't do this anymore. Like, this is the final straw. You know what I mean? And not trying to wait to the time where he gives himself time to heal and think it over. Stuff like, that. like, no, like, you know what, I'm just done. As we see CC, put, that's not CC. I'm about to say, we see CC put a nice little curve in there. As you guys see, got a swing and a missing. But that's not CC at all. I don't think that's CC. Yeah, see, CC don't look like that. That must be, is that Severino? Who the hell is this pitching for the Yankees? So if he would have went before the game, if he would have been after the game, nothing, nada. We're just looking like, yeah, I'm a 10-year veteran, this kind of thing, so he's done with it. But when you quit in the middle of a game, when, see, because quitting in the middle of the game is like, Quitting in the middle of a fight, and 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 thinking about that, or quitting in the middle of a battle. You understand? Know like before, I kind of said if you if you can't work up the nerves to go out there, right? You can't work up the courage to go back out there, whatever it is. Afterwards, you kind of stand. You 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 can't muster up the nerve to constantly keep taking that kind of punishment or to keep putting yourself through that kind of insanity. But during, during, that's just pure quitting. That's just pure quitting. Now, we're going to tell you how to quit properly later on in the podcast. Because what he did earlier today was not the way to do it. So, as we're, I guess as we're, as we're here talking about what, what, what happened in the, in the football season, right? Or week two. Because that is still one of the most baffling things about it. Like, let, let's start getting into some of these games, right? Let, let's get, let's get into, into the multi-vest games of the week. As we haven't had a chance to get into these games of the week for a really long time. I mean, it's been a really, 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 really long time since we had a chance to have the segment for the multi-vest games of the week. So let's get into the multi-vest games of the week. All right, don't forget, multi-vest games down there by Dolphin Stadium where you save more so you can play more. You're going to save your money on your trading on your trading value so that you can be able to put more money down to get new games. That's the multi-vest way. And if you ask them what their real slogan is, I, listen, I told you, you save more so you can play more. But ask them about the undercover slogan. We beat GameStop all day, every day, twice on Sunday. Actually, on Sunday, we'll even tell you one better. We beat Chick-fil-A. Yep, yep, you heard it right here. You heard it first, Mighty Sports Radio. Okay, then what's going on there? That's not working. So let's go back into week two, right? Week two, week two, week two, week two. Week two, eh, we were a little bit iffy at the week two. Week two, we went eight, seven, and one. But let's talk about the multi-vest games of the week, right? First off, we started off the Thursday night matches with Baltimore versus Cincinnati. And the reason why we even got to talk about it is because not only is it Thursday night, it was the Thursday night game. It was actually, it was actually a good game. 23-34 for Cincinnati. And the Red Rocket was back. Not only was the Red Rocket back, but the Red Rocket to, to AJ Green was back. So the red to green connection was back. Basically, we see in green, we see an orange again. So is, that, is that what red and green make? Red, orange, yellow, blue. Green, indigo, probably some kind of indigo, maybe, maybe, I don't know, whatever. But <laughs> the red and green connection was back, and they are putting up touchdowns. I don't know what color they make, but they are definitely putting up touchdowns again. 
Andy Andy Dalton, 20, 265 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He gets 91 of those 91 of those yards over the Tyler Board, who puts up a touchdown. But the other three touchdowns went to A.J. Green, who, mind you, A.J. Green caught three touchdowns. He only caught five touches. He only caught five passes all game. 60% of the touches, he, 60% of the catches he made were scoring catches. Let that sink in. If he caught ten, if he would have caught ten balls, that's technically saying AJ Green would have came away with six touchdowns. Technically, but sixty-nine yards, three touchdowns, only on five receptions. And Joe Flacco on the other side did his thing in Baltimore, as they came away with three hundred seventy-six yards for um for Joe Flacco, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and. Michael Crabtree, you guys know how I feel about Michael Crabtree. Like, like, don't, don't make me have to go down roads where I have to be disrespectful. Like, for, for no, and 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 I mean disrespectful for no reason because Michael Crabtree is not the person here that we are after at all. Right? he is not the guy that we are after in here. We are just giving you the multi-vest games of the week. Ooh, do we have that? All right. Now, one of the best games of the week is still coming from a person or, or a guy that we're not even sure if he's going to have a job in the next couple of weeks. And, and, that, and that is what's going on in Tampa Bay with, with, with Fitzmagic as they go ahead and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles 27-21. to 21. And, I, and I listen, once again... The opposition didn't just lay down. Foles had 334 yards in a touchdown. But that fits magic. Put up 402 yards. Four touchdowns and an interception. He had Deshaun Jackson putting up 120 yards or 29 yards of four receptions. Punching in one touchdown. He had their tight end, OJ Howard, with 96 yards and a touchdown. He had Evans out there with 83 yards and a touchdown. Basically, if you have a Tampa Bay, look at look look at look at look at look at Juan Stanton coming up to bat. If you have a Tampa Bay weapon, it will behoove you to hold on to them while there is a quarterback that they have not named Jameis Winston. Yes, I'm listen. I I, I am gonna beat this dead horse until it is as. Tender as until it is melting your mouth tender. You understand? Like, because we've said it before. You, you, you keep hearing me saying it, and I'm, and I'm going to keep saying it until you get it. Right? Until you understand that. So, how can, like, that one was what's popping and I can't get the. No, you guys are just assholes. Because I couldn't even understand. Like, I keep saying it. Jameis Winston. Is not doing better than the quarterbacks being drafted after him, Marcus Mariota. He's not doing better than the, than the quarterbacks drafted a year after him, and Carson Wentz and 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 Blake Bortles and 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 whoever this other guy is. Um, oh God, why am I forgetting his name all of a sudden? Crap. But you, but um, not Nick Foles. But who who did Nick Foles is, is replacing in Philly? The guy in Philly. I can't think of it. 
That's what happens when you don't play your games. <laughs> so he is looking to be worse than the guys drafted in the same class as him. He's being, he's being, so far he's being worse. He's, he's been worse than the guys drafted a year after him. He hasn't caught up to the guys drafted just one year before him. Well, who's already made playoff? Who already made playoffs back? And listen, like you, you can think that I'm being harsh on him. Listen how they how they talk about other quarterbacks. Listen how they talk about other quarterbacks. Think about the guys that came in there, came into the same draft class as Patrick Mahomes. Think about the guy that was drafted number one that year. And think about how they look compared to other players. I mean. Look at, look at, look at, what's his name? Look at, what, what is his name? The guy in Dallas. You know, like, like Prescott or whatever his name is. Dak Prescott. And he said, you got to get, you listen, if, if the people after you, especially when you get drafted, when you get drafted high as a quarterback, when the people that get drafted after you start doing better than you, then you get compared to them. Because then you're not living up to your draft value. You stop living up to your draft value. And that's what's happening with Jameis Winston. Because Jameis Winston is not, is not only being outshined by his peers, Right, meaning the people drafted in his draft class, the draft class before his, and the draft class after his, his immediate peers. He is also being outplayed by every single other quarterback that has these weapons that he has. This is now the third. I say this again. This is now the third quarterback that has had at least two out of three of these weapons that has done better than Jameis Winston. Understand that Deshaun Jackson and Evans were used to being thousand-yard receivers until they got Jameis Winston. You see these guys being much better with than Jackson, O.J. Howard, Mike Evans. Without, without, until they have Jameis Winston, we are going to have a, break, a major fork in the road. Let, let Fitzmagic doesn't do this one more, one more week. Let Fitzmagic produce for one more game. And then let's see how week four turns out. Because I find it very hard-pressed to, let's say, hey, let's just give this game over. Let's just give this over to Jameis Winston because we because he's the guy that we drafted number one. When so far, he has not shown that he can produce with this lineup. We're going to go to a break. When we come back from this break, we will continue talking about the multivest games of the week after this commercial break from Multivest Games. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more.
find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions, all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. Let me put you on a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's Nintendo systems and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Still your host, Alan Tomar Taylor. If you're still listening, I mean, you're still listening right here on MightySports.net. Whenever you are listening live or you've taken the time out to come back, catch the episode right here on the website. Either way, I do appreciate how you decided to, to take the time out to listen to me. And listen to this part of me. I don't know if you guys download your podcast as well to listen to later. Let me know because... I'm experimenting with a couple of things. So I need to know how you guys like to, like to do your listening. Holla at your boy. I'm always here for questions. If you need questions, or if you need to leave questions, all you have to do is when you're on the website, you see that little, little bubble on the right-hand bottom of the corner, of the right-hand corner of the site, just click on that, and you'll be able to leave me your questions, I'll be and I'll answer them later on. Or during the show, you can interact with me directly live during the show. Don't, you know what? It's even possible that you'll hear your questions live right here on the show. I'll tell you, always find a ways to give it to you guys. Always possible. Next week, you know, we just may live stream this on Facebook. We'll see how we're feeling next week. You know what I mean? We're going to may simulcast this. But let's get back into the multi-vest games of the week, right? Let's get back into the multi-vest games of the week because we definitely, you definitely ain't done there. All right? There's just, just so much stuff that went on this week. There was so much, so many good games. As I said, Fitzpatrick put up, put up 402 yards, four touchdowns, and, and one interception. But... 
he wasn't the only one to put up four touchdowns this past week. I mean, there was a couple of guys that put up four touchdowns. As we already, as we already told you, Andy Dalton put up four touchdowns this week. We said Fitz Magic put up four touchdowns this week. Also joining him was this Minnesota and Green Bay game when we caught Kirk Cousins out here slanging for four touchdowns as he put up 425 yards, one interception, four touchdowns. Two of those touchdowns to Diggs, so 128 yards. One of those to Thielen, 131 yards. As Aaron Rodgers put up two, it's only 281 yards and one touchdown. But it took all of that from Kirk Cousins. 425 yards. Four touchdowns. It took all of that. And he still only managed to tie with Green Bay. Yes, folks, you heard it right here. Because right, this, this is right now the, uh, all officially the 24-carat Fitzmagic section. As we're talking about all the quarterbacks that had four more touchdowns this week. All of them. <laughs> A couple of notable defenses coming your way. New England and Jacksonville also played to where Jacksonville? Jacksonville? You have to love what Jacksonville, Jacksonville is doing so far this year. And if you ask any Giants fan, right? If you ask any Giants fan, if there had to be an AFC team right now that obviously isn't the New York Jets, right? Because they obviously they hate them. Right, that you have to root for. And they would honestly say Jacksonville. And they're telling you Jacksonville for one simple reason and one simple reason only is that their former coach Tom Coughlin is now over there in Jacksonville as the head of football operation. And he has those guys smoking. So what we have seen is that Tom Coughlin 100% has the formula to beat Tom Brady and he continues to utilize that formula. And let's not get it twisted. They have a good defense. They have a good running game. And did I tell you about that running game? Did I tell you about that running game that, 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 that New England has? That, that Jacksonville has? They didn't have their best rusher. Remember that. They didn't have their best rusher, Leonard Fournette. Now remember, Leonard Fournette also missed early last season with, with, with a little injury that played out and they ended up winning a game early to tell them sure that, hey, we quite don't need Leonard Fournette to win all of these games. Granted, we may need him to win consistently, but we can always pull out a victory or two here and there if we just skating right. And that's exactly what you saw against New England. As they continuously got pressure on Tom Brady, they was continuously in his face. They continuously gave their team a short field, and they continuously put up just enough points to be able to beat New England. 31 to 20. And I shouldn't say to just beat New England. Like, this game wasn't as close as it seems. Like, it wasn't as close as just one touchdown or, or, or just or one, one touchdown and an extra point in a field goal. Like, you understand? Or, you know, you understand. Not an extra point, but two-point conversion in a field goal. It wasn't, it was not that close. But it's interesting to see what Jacksonville is able to do right now with some, with some discipline now in our second year out there. And like I said, you see their quarterback, um, Blake Boards, put up 376 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. Now, let's keep moving on, right? As I said, we're, we're going to keep talking about these quarterbacks that have put up four more touchdowns this, this season, right? 
as we have one happening in New England, We had it happen in Minnesota and Green Bay. We told you it happened with Fitzmagic in Tampa Bay and Phil. But the most impressive one of them all so far. The most impressive one of them all so far. Had to have been what happened in Kansas City and Pittsburgh. And we're just gonna we're just gonna tell you this, right? There were no interceptions here. It was 326 yards thrown. 326 yards thrown. And six of those passes went for touchdowns. Yeah, six touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Meaning right now, if you have a Kansas City player, right now Kansas City player is golden to you. They are going to get you points upon points upon points upon points like racks upon racks upon racks upon racks. But what I am mainly step what I mainly step away from when I watch Kansas City play, what I mainly step away from when I see that Patrick Mahomes is putting up 326 yards, 376 yards, my bad, sorry, 326 yards. When I main what I mainly pull away from when I see Patrick Mahomes putting up six touchdowns and no interceptions is that Andy Reid is awesome. That may be Andy Reid's new drop when I talk about Andy Reid. Because he is Andy Reid and he is awesome. And also, Kelsey put up for 109 yards and two touchdowns. But Andy Reid is an amazing coach. And you, and you really can't get enough of him. I can't get enough. I haven't been able to get enough of him for almost a couple of years now when I realized how bad of a coach he was. Like, bad isn't good. Like, how, how much of a hell of a coach he was, I should say. And talking about, like, hell of a coach, let's go opposite side of the spectrum. As we have this game with Oakland and Denver, as Oakland loses another game, right? We see Denver and their quarterback putting up 220 yards, 22 yards. No touchdowns, no interception, right? But they get this kid, Phillip Lindsay, putting up 107 yards. No touchdowns either. You get Oakland and their quarterback, David Carr, put up 228 yards. A touchdown, no interceptions. Get Marshall Lynch, 18 touches, 65 yards, a touchdown. You get Amari Cooper, 10 touches, 116 yards. And you still find a way to lose the game. And you still find a way to lose the game. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, this whole John Gruden, um, spider, Y, banana, two split is starting to sound more like Tourette's than it is starting to sound like a Brilliant offensive play, or a brilliant defensive play, or anything brilliant is coming out of this man's mind. I mean, you lose Khalil Mack, then you come out here and you wish, and you talk about you wish you would have had a pass rush when you had a pass rush. Because Khalil Mack is over here putting up touchdowns in every single game he plays so far this season. Yes, folks, Khalil Mack has put up a touchdown in every single game he has played so far this season from the defensive end of the ball. You understand? Khalil Mack is single-handedly made the Chicago Bears defense the most relevant defense in in fantasy football. How relevant? They are the number one. Count it. Not three, not two, not five, not four. I'm sorry, LeBron, not six, not seven. But I'm talking about, they are talking about number one defense in fantasy football. We'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later.
So John Gruden is no longer to me looking like this brilliant mind. John Gruden to me is 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 no longer is no longer looking like it's not looking like 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 somebody that that should be like John Gruden is, is, is really looking like somebody that fell down, bumped his head, woke up and started yelling, Why two banana split? Why two banana split? Why two banana split? Spider spider why two split? Spider why two banana split? Spider why two banana split? And somebody looked at him and was like, Oh my god, son, what the hell is a spider why two banana split? And he looked at them and said, It is the greatest. It is the greatest play um football player that is ever gonna live and is gonna win me a Super Bowl, and then I'm gonna repeat it for the rest of my life, and I'm gonna make a hundred million dollars off of it ten years later. Why two banana split? It sounds like a banana split for a horror movie. But that's John Gruden. Because what happened in the Monday night game, right? Is that Seattle and Chicago come out there and they play. Seattle and Chicago has Mitchell Trubisky puts up 200 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And Russell Wilson puts up 226 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. But it was the fact that Russell Wilson got sacked six times. Six times. Now, granted, we all know that Russell Wilson does not have an offensive line back there. Um, um, does not have an offensive line back there to, to protect him. So, so really, what he was Russell Wilson's only. As we are seeing, you know what, let's do this right, let's do this right, let's do this right. I got a little feisty, so I got a little something for you, hold on, bring me along. Jimmy Butler wants to play for the Clippers, they say. He is also, would like to play for the Knicks or the Nets. So Jimmy Butler wants to either play in LA or he wants to go play in New York. We can see that right now. We'll talk about that one a little bit later. Give me some more. I know you want some more. Give me some more. We'll talk about it later. Give me some more. A little bit later. Right now, we're still talking about Seattle and Chicago. 200 yards for each of them. Two touchdowns for each of them. <laughs> Difference is one interception and about, and about six sacks. And I told you what Clear Mack is over there doing. Not only, not only is he sacking the quarterback, he's intercepting the quarterback, and he's also taking in a, taking in a touchdown for, yep. for take, taking in these the, the turnovers for, for a touchdown. That's what Cleo Mack is doing. Give me some more. 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 I will. John Gruner has to be shitting himself. Right? John Gruner has to be has to be completely shitting himself. He he has to be. Right, so let's let's just go through the rest of these picks that we had for, for week two, right? As we told you, we went eight, seven, and one, right? So we have Baltimore over Cincinnati, and we and we were wrong there. Cincinnati came out with a victory, thirty-four to twenty-three. We had Carolina over Atlanta, twenty-four to thirty-one, and we were wrong there. As Atlanta won that game, 30, uh, thirty-one to twenty-four. We had Washington over Indian, Indiana won that game, twenty-one to nineteen. We had Houston over Tennessee. I got to tell you, we was bad in the first half of these games, right? And I, and I do mean it was really, 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 really bad the first half of these games. We had we had Philly beating Tampa Bay, and we just told you what happened with Fitzmagic as as, Tam, as Philly lost that game twenty one to twenty seven. But we were right about Kansas City beating <laughs> Pittsburgh forty two to thirty as he beat them forty two to thirty seven. We told you Patrick Mahomes put up six touchdowns. Right, we ain't gonna talk about what happened with the Jets in Miami. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the game. That's, that's the same thing we'll do about Buffalo and the, and, and the LA 
LA Chargers. We'll talk about that in a different section of the podcast. Right, Green Bay, Minnesota, we told you happened to have an exciting game that ended in a fantastic, thrilling, heart-crunching tie. And then we had New Orleans beating um, over Cleveland. We was right about those two games. Right, we had 49ers beating Detroit as they beat them 37-27 to as Jimmy G comes back in full effect to come back with another victory. We had the LA Rams running over the Arizona Cardinals, and we were supposed to talk about them because, you know what, whenever you blow the team 34-0, to then you have then you do get i'm sorry you do get at least a big up, big up. from us as they held sam bradford who's the quarterback for the arizona chargers arizona cardinals i'm sorry sam bradford had 90 yards no touchdowns and one interception Colin kaepernick still doesn't have a job in the nfl right <clears throat> 350 yards one touchdown and one interception for the L.A. Rams quarterback, and also Cooks had 159 yards receiving. That's how things went for the L.A. Rams. Just saying, that's how things went. New England, as we told you, New England lost to Jacksonville, as, as, as we hoped they would, 20-31, to 31, and they did that without their best running back, Leonard Fournette. Um, Denver beat Oakland 19, I'm sorry, 20 to 19 as we had picked them winning. And like, as we already said, like, we're not sure what's going on with Mr. Tourette's over there, but that spider wide banana two split is not going to be, it's not cutting it anymore. New York Giants lost, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that game as well, right? And then as we told you, um, Chicago just ran right over, right over Seattle. And remember last week, last week, if you remember last week, we thought about picking Seattle and we were just like, you know what? Chicago was at home. They have Khalil Mack. That defense has been doing fantastic. You should probably go out and get him. And plus, also, Seattle had no offensive line. And what do we have here? No doubt. Six sacks they had on Russell Wilson. So, so let's see where we at before we get into the before we get into more of the show. Ah, did we already pass our last break? We had to. Okay, okay. You know what, folks? You know what, folks? We're gonna, we're gonna go take another break. When we come back. Right, we're gonna we're gonna give you these fantasy football studs. We're gonna give you the, these fantasy football duds. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that, that these New York and Miami games, and we're gonna give you our picks for next week. We got still got a whole lot of show, and you know what? We may be here for about another forty minutes. Buckle in, it's gonna be a long ride. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring, or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times, and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts, located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. 
You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Still here listening on MightySports.net. If you're here listening, I do always appreciate you listening. I see you, Booski, talking about you have another business trip. You know what? Kudos to you and your business trip. But that's not how planes fly sound. I'm sorry. I don't have the jets dropped today because you know what? They didn't earn themselves a sound in the drop zone today. No, I'm sorry. When I take the keys out and I open up the drop zone, if you ain't been producing, I'm not giving them to you, Jets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to torture myself. Because can I tell you, like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do it since we are already here. Let's just go ahead and do it since we are here. Seven one eight. Matter of fact, three oh five. So we're back, right? And as you know, this is the portion of the show where we talk about everything that goes on to my local city. And, I, and I'm talking about the two cities that I, that, I, that I love and own and I claim my own. And I'm talking about down here in South Florida. And of course, the place I was born at, up there in Brooklyn, New York. So let's, let's talk about the two things that has been going through in my two cities. First that we have, the first that we have on the board. First first things first. The first thing that we have on the board and we talk about first our of two all, cities. First of all, first things first. Is it talking about Dwayne Wade? Right, we talked. We talked about. We talked about the wrong way to quit earlier in the show. Now let's talk about the right way to quit later on, right now in the show, and that is the way that Dwayne Wade has decided to do it. Where Dwayne Wade came out and he told the world that I am leaving the game of basketball. I'm not just leaving the game of basketball. This is going to be my last season of the game of basketball. I'm going to officially retire. Now I'm going to retire. I am going to do this as a Miami Heat. And if you recall, if you can recollect, if I can refresh your memory. You remember me telling you last year when he came back to the Heat. And we told and and he was wondering like if he was gonna retire that year. We said no, he's not gonna retire that year because he kind of when he came back to the Heat after he left, right after he left the Heat and he went to Chicago and he went to Cleveland, he went all over the goddamn place. He went to Lithuania and Czechoslovakia and he went to the Belgian Wall. You know what I mean? The Belgian Wall and the Belgian Waffles. Instead, that he realized that the only place he really wanted to be, the only place he'll be appreciated, get the kind of love that he wanted to get, was out there in Miami. And he realized that he came there a little bit too late to get what he wanted. And what he wanted was a farewell tour like 
Kobe. The same kind of farewell tour that Paul Pierce tried to get, but got called out and said, like, you ain't no Kobe. You ain't about to get no farewell tour. They don't love you like that. You ain't Kobe. So that's what Dwayne Wade is chasing after. Dwayne Wade is chasing after the kind of farewell tour that we generally see in baseball retirements. Where they announce their retirement last year of the season. What they do is that every single every single time that they come to the or the first time that they come to your home field for that year, right, you give them some kind of farewell pardon retirement gift. That's what you, that, that's that's what Dwayne Wade is chasing after. That is, and, and I'm telling you right now, that's the only reason. And and don't get it twisted. I don't care what he says. I don't care if he says about the money. I don't care if he says it's, it's, about, it's about chasing rings. I don't care if he says it's about the loyalty to the franchise. I don't care if he said his heart was in the city. I don't care if he says because my boo promised me anal sex. I don't care if he said because my kids love it here. I don't care if he says because I can't stand the cold and I have arthritis. I can't. I don't believe. I, I, I don't care if he says because I have four women on the side down here in a mansion locked up somewhere like I'm R. Kelly and they're giving me sex 24 seven. I don't. Okay, he says all of that. The number one reason why he came back was to feed his ego and get that farewell tour. And you know what? Dwayne Wade, you're very the one you're one of the few people, one of the very, 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 very few people that not only in NBA history that will say that we'll give this to and say that this that your farewell tour may be well deserved. You're very wonderful, even rarer history. You're in a rarer, rarer, rarer category. When I say that, you're one of the very few Heat players that I'm going to give this kind of respect to. So, big up, big up. for you on your farewell tour, big up, big up. on your retirement, big up, big up. on your career, big up, big up. on your four rings, big up, big up. on having one more ring, no, sorry, three rings. Big up, big up. On being the first one from your draft class to win a championship. Big up, big up. On being Dwayne Wade. And being a hell of a player. Being probably one of the top five shooting guards I have ever seen played. Big up, big up. On a hell of a career. Big up, big up. To you, sir, Dwayne Wade. So now that we've got the honors out of the way, right? Because I told you, it's not going to be very often that you hear me ever, 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 ever give that much praise, notoriety, or, or kudos to any form of Dolphins player, Heat player, Marlins player. But Dwayne Wade earned that one. Dwayne Wade has always earned it. Dwayne Wade has always been... Only, only during the dark ages when he was teaming up with LeBron did I not like his attitude. But other than that, he's always been a, he's always been a great guy. So also in the docket, right? We have the New York Jets versus the Miami Heat this past weekend. And did I tell you guys that Aaron Judge is back in the Yankees lineup as the Yankees are up 4-1 in the bottom of the sixth over Boston? So they are just take on the Miami, Miami Dolphins, right? Miami Dolphins quarterback puts up 168 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Not very impressive. Sam Donald puts up 334 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Quincy Nunwa, seven receptions, 92 yards, no touchdowns. Ter um, Terrell Pryor, four, four receptions, 84 yards. Pretty good games. What happened here, and what happened here, I'm, I'm telling you, it, 
it, it, it baffled the mind because it just looked like the Jets just couldn't keep up with the Dolphins. And then when they mentioned that the Dolphins had four plays in skill position that had a, that was running a 4-3, then I kind of understood why. Basically, they just found a way to get these guys the ball, and it doesn't seem like it. They got to get, get these guys the ball and just let them do work, and, and just let them do work a lot slowly and just kind of chip away things. Two interceptions didn't quite help. And then when you have 334 yards, you expect to do a little bit more than put up a game that, that ends in, what was that, 19-20? What was that score of that godforsaken game? Somebody, somebody, somebody gave my numbers. 20 to 12. That, that was that was that was the score that game. 12 points. You put up 334 yards to come up with 12 points. That's gonna make some old Mark Sanchez shit. No, I'm not saying that's what he is. I'm just saying he's a UFC quarterback just like him. Right? But as bad as things looked that week, or that game for the New York Jets, it is still better right now, today, in this season, alone, isolated. It's way better right now to be a New York Jet than it is to be a New York Giant. As the New York Giants lose to their rival as well, the Dallas Cowboys, 13 to 20. Not that much better, to be honestly. As we both lose to our warm weather, our warm weather rivals by a score of 20 to almost not even two touchdowns. Wow, disgusting. Makes me sick. One of the Dolphins, one of the Dolphins players are put in halfway. Through. Like Buffalo players are quitting halfway through. I mean, why would you want to put yourself through games like this? But thank God all the Jets players did. Thank God all the Giants players did. And it's funny because I told you what, it just didn't look like the Jets players could keep up with Dolphin skills player. Once the Dolphin skills players realize they can get into some open field, and and, and thank God this game also didn't take seven hours either. And also, this also this game was also played in the greatest city in the world, in, in, in New York. So, you know, let me just say that, hey, you kind of expected things to kind of go right. So the Giants played the Dallas Cowboys, right? Dak Prescott, we don't know how many yards he had. We don't know how many yards any of the players from the Dolphins, from the Dallas Cowboys had. Not one. But we do know that Eli Manning put up 270 yard, yards and one touchdown. We do know that Saquon Barkley had 11 rushes for 28 yards. Yes. Let's put that back to you. Saquon Barkley had 11 rushes for 28 yards. That is 2.5 yards per carry. Now, we, now you're wondering, hey, I play fantasy football. Saquon Barkley, he got me more than just two yards. Well, that's because he had 80 yards rece receiving. They targeted him 14 times receiving. They targeted him four. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say they targeted him 14 times receiving. He caught 14 passes, which means they probably targeted him damn near 20 times. Saquon Barkley touched this ball over 25 times and, and basically came away with 100 yards and, and no touchdowns. Odell Beckham, four, um, four catches, 51 yards. Odell Beckham only had four catches. Saquon Barkley catches 14 balls. Odell Beckham only catches four. Old, I mean, Saquon Barkley gets targeted damn near 20 times. And I don't, I mean, gets, let's just put it this way. Saquon Barkley catches 14 balls. I don't know if Odell Beckham was targeted 14 times. There's a problem going on in New York. Because you, cause, cause New York, cause somebody went to New York and, and they came to them with a brilliant idea, right? They came to them with this brilliant idea. So, so let, me, let, me, let me tell you this, right? Let, 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 let's, let's, keep, let's, keep, let's keep things real simple. Let's keep, let's, let's keep things solid. I, I don't want anything to be convoluted right now as we're getting into the extra endings of the, of the show. Like, you know what? Let's just start doing this. During football season, you know, we may just start having an hour and a half long podcast. You know what? Let's just keep things there. <laughs> but 
somebody, some genius for the New York Giants said, and I may have said this already, but I'm going to say it again until you realize how stupid this sounds. This guy cannot block on the right side. Let's say this is black can block on the left side. And Elon Man is back. So Elon Man can't see the pressure coming. So let's move this guy to the right side. Elon Man is front. So Eli Manning can see the pressure coming. So hopefully he can react. Eli Manning has never been a mobile quarterback a day in his life. Let's just keep a guy that can't block anybody. But let's let him see the pressure coming so he can move out of the way when he's not known for moving out of the way. Let's move this guy from the left side to the right side because he'll be better on the right side because the guys on the everybody keeps rushing him for the left. At least if we put him on the right, everybody won't rush him. Well, you know what everybody just basically did? They switched sides. The same way you switched that guy's side, all they did was switch how the defense is ran. And now this guy is rushing from the right side instead of the left side. Nothing has happened differently. Nothing has changed. Eric, like, you're not going to stop until you, until you remove the flowers out of your lineup. I'm sorry. I'm talking about flyers that a bee can bulldoze through at this point in time. Those kind of flowers are in the New York Giants starting lineup. And it's hurting them. It is hurting them bad. And as of right now, if you ask me, week two of this current NFL season, as I currently stand right now, without nothing talking about in the past, just looking at what you have right now and moving forward, I think I'd rather be a Jet right now. But that's kind of stretching it, too, when you're talking about a team that has Odell Beckham, Ingram, Saquon Barkley. But no O-line. Just saying. Aaron Rodgers would make this team look good. Just saying. Russell Wilson would make this team look good. Just saying. Cam Newton would make this team look good. Just saying. Pretty sure Deshaun Jackson would make this team look good. Just saying. Eli Man is a mediocre quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Take that to the bank. Chew it up. Swallow it however you like. <laughs> so we gave you all of our picks for week two, right? So let's move into the picks for week three. As we do have week three of the football season coming up. And week three is going to bring on its own little set of quirks. Now, I I, <laughs> I probably should run a poll later on. Like, is there going to be another tie in week three? Because if we see another tie in week three, if we see another tie in week three, then... Then... I, I mean... Do you guys want to see another tie in week three? Like, like, would you like? Like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, my brain is starting to sputter. Like, you know, because I, that's not something I can quite fathom. Like a third straight week with a third with another tie. Because only the Cleveland Browns can find another way to do that. But let's not hope it's not with the Browns, because, 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 because.
Jets. And I can't be having the Jets have a tie. I can't have my Jets be the part of the category that has a tie. I can't I can't have them in that category. So we're gonna give you our picks pretty soon, right? We're not gonna give you our picks yet. Because what we wanna do, right? What we wanna do is that we wanna talk about these fantasy football studs. And some of these fantasy football does. Or just let you know what some of these fantasy football, uh, some of these fantasy football stuff is looking like. Because we told you before the season started on how you should be drafting players, right? Based off how we, how they were going to be scoring points. And right now, if you listen to me, if you listened to me, then you're looking at, then you're over here like, Talon, what the hell? What you're saying. It's completely the opposite, and exactly how it works out in the NFL is exactly how it's working out in fantasy football. What the hell am I talking about? Well, you know what? Let's get a little bit more in depth. The mighty fantasy football tips. Not winning tips, just tips, tips, tips. Just the tip? Just the tip. Just the tip. Let's just say what I want involves... Much more than just the tips, just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. It's fantasy football tips. Is that push of the show where we're going to talk about the tips? And anyway, after the tips, then we'll give you my picks for week three. Because it makes no point of you giving me my fantasy football tips. Or even later, you know who was a stud at week two. You know, I'll, uh, and then you know, yeah, I'll let you know who's the stud in week two. Like, why do I give you about week three? Why things gonna be in week? Who, who's how things gonna win week three? Without letting you know how these people really did in week two, because we already told you how every team did in week two. We told you the kind of numbers that they put up. Now let's really tell you how these people are really looking from a fantasy football standpoint. So the very first thing I want you to I want you to understand, right, is that we sat here and we told you. We sat right here and we told you that. If you're drafting in the, if you're drafting for fantasy football, right? That there's a way that you need to draft. That you there's a way you want to start with the running back first, then you go and go find yourself a good wide receiver. Possibly after that you want to get yourself a quarterback, then tight end, stuff like that. Because the running back is the most important position in fantasy football. We also said that running backs are gonna be are, are gonna be the position that are scoring most in fantasy football. And if you've been following you so far right now, especially if you're a newbie to fantasy football, so as you as I always tell you that. This is really this section is so much for is so much for my newbie. This section is so much for the ladies in my fan in, in, in my in the women's fantasy football league. Like so, I hope you guys pay attention. If you guys have been watching so far, then you're looking like, wait a minute. Like some of these quarterbacks are doing exactly what we think that quarterback is supposed to be doing. Not only are they producing on the field, but they are, are they are, but they are also some of the so far the highest producing. Um, some of the highest producing individuals in fantasy football. When you told us that we should, that they should be going to the running backs. And so far, like, I'm being proven wrong. Because right now, if you was in fantasy football, right, so far through two weeks, only through two weeks so far, right, we have one, two, three, four of the top producers that, in fantasy football. Four out of the top five are quarterbacks. Yeah, feel that funk. Right? Not only just four of the top five. Let's see here. That's five. That's six. Seven out of the top ten or quarterbacks. 
mixed in there, there are three running backs. Now, if you're listening to the show, I want, you, I want to know if you can possibly tell me what these three running backs are. But we'll get to them a little bit later. Because what we start off first, and you get one of these, you get one of the running backs. Because I'm going to let you know what the top five producers in fantasy football have been so far. Starting at number one. Starting at number one. You've heard me mention him before. You've heard me talk about him all day. Maybe I may not have used his name, but I have told you about his magical presence. Coming in at number one in fantasy football. It is the underdog. It is the journeyman. It is the quarterback that nobody has wanted for a full decade. And that is... Ryan Fitzpatrick. Big up, big up. Fitz Magic. Big up, big up. With 71 big up, big up. fantasy football points so far through two games. Leading all fantasy football players. Who's, who's, who was he followed by? The guy that we just told you that put up six touchdowns in one game. Yeah, yeah, him, him. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes with 66 points. Followed by him, another quarterback, Kirk Cousins, with 52 points. Followed by, follow, following him is Phillip Rivers with 50 points. There goes your top four players, folks. Those are quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Phillip Rivers. Followed by the number fifth player, Tyreek Hill, a weapon of Patrick Mahomes with 49 points. I'm going to let you figure out the other five. Because out of those five, you have two that are running backs. Three of those guys are quarterbacks. One of them are on my team. I drafted naturally. So, so far, the top five in each position, right? Top five, top five, top five, top five. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? And actually, I didn't do top five in every position. I kind of did top three. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? As we already told you, week two studs, right? The, the week two fantasy football studs, right? In quarterbacks, we had the Kansas City quarterback. So, pay attention. Because if these people are available in any way, shape, or form, you may want to get them. If you don't already have them, look who they're going to be playing in week three. Because as we told you, this is a week-to-week matchup thing. Every single week, you're trying to put in your you're trying to put in your best lineup. Every single week, you're trying to put your best foot forward. Every single week, you're trying to beat the person across from you. Sometimes it takes a little bit of strategy. Sometimes it takes you looking at that waiver wire and looking at your team and seeing like, who, hey, who can I get rid of? Because, you know what, not only do I think they're not going to produce this week, they may not produce next week. If things go right, they may not produce in any kind of real week except for maybe one. And if I'm want and if i trying to win from week to week, I'm not worried about week 15 and week 3. I'm worried about week 3 and week 3. So if you have any of these guys, or if any of these guys are available as the Yankees are up 8-1 now on the top of the 7th, you may want to get them. Patrick Mahomes, 38 points. Ooh. Ooh. Yankees for an error. On a simple play to get a guy out on first. Some BS. Holmes, 38 points. Right? Tied with him is Big Ben, who also 38 points. Followed by Big Ben is the quarterback out of Pittsburgh. Just to let you know. 
Liverpool has no Le'Veon Bell. We ain't taking all the stats today because you know what? He has no Le'Veon Bell. Without Le'Veon, like, let's just put it aside. This is our thought right now about Pittsburgh. This is our complete thought about Pittsburgh. No Bell, no W. So we ain't, ain't, ain't going to talk about anybody else right now. We ain't going to talk about Antonio Brown. We ain't going to talk about Bing Ben Roethlisberger. We ain't going to talk about Juju Schuster-Smith. We ain't going to talk about none of those guys. No Bell, no W. The next time we talk about Bell is when he becomes a Jet. So we have Patrick Mahomes, quarterback, Kansas City, number one, 38 points. We have Big Ben, we have Big ben Roethlisberger, quarterback, Pittsburgh Steelers, 38 points. Follow, following that is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry, not the Kansas City Chiefs. But we're talking about for the Minnesota Vikings in Kirk Cousins <laughs> with 33 points. Following that, number four quarterback is Blake Bortles. That's probably the quarterback that we couldn't think of his name in the Rams. Is that who's, is that, is that who's coaching the Rams? Is that who's doing the Rams up is Blake Bortles? It may be. Or is that who's in Jacksonville? I get Jacksonville and the Rams so confused. It's not even funny. It really like it's it's, it's kind of pitiful. It, it really is. It really is pitiful that for any reason that I am getting like break bottles and but I do I I do man. I I really really do and it bothers me because it just leads to all kinds of misinformation because I can never clarify them in my head. No matter how much I try, it bees like that. It bees it bees like that. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Got about 13 minutes before I would like to end the show. So Blake Bortles, 32 points, right? Follow that by the guy that we have been highlighting for the majority part of not just this week, but also last week, but mainly for the fact that we just think that he should be getting somebody's job. And that's Larry Fitzmagic. Not Larry Fitzmagic, but that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzmagic. Same guy. Tampa Bay quarterback. Now, the thing about him, thing about if you have him, I really hope you have a really good backup quarterback because you have no clue what's going to happen to him after week four or during uh, after week three, I should say. So after next week, we have no clue what happens with Ryan Fitzpatrick. We have no clue who was going to be the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting on week four. And that's what scares you about having Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because while he's putting up these phenomenal numbers, while he is putting up these great, I'm talking about great, 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 great numbers. We can't fully trust that he's going to continue to publish numbers because we don't know if Tampa Bay is going to do the smart move or the protect your asset move. So those are your quarterbacks, right? So for your running backs, and we're just gonna go through the top three in running backs, right? Basically, everybody that's been putting that has basically that put up more than 20 points last week, right? We had Todd Gurley that put up 29. See, this is where all this runs back into. Wait, cause actually we know we know this one, we know this one, we know this one, because if Leonard Fournette is a Ram, and Todd, Todd Gurley is definitely I mean, Leonard Fournette is a see, is a Jaguar. <laughs> Todd Gurley. Is definitely a wrap. So the LA Rams running back, Todd Gurley, 29 points. You had Melvin Gordon, the LA Chargers running back with 23 points, one of Philip Rivers' weapons. And then we had Matt Breda with 21 points, and I think he's the San Francisco running back. As far as wide receivers go, top three producing wide receivers from last week.
week in week two we had you had minnesota's wide receiver stefan diggs put up 26 points then you had aj green come back you know as he you know hooks back up with his homeboy the red rocket and he puts up 24 points and then we have Minnesota um, wide receiver. I know I just said Minnesota wide receiver. This is another Minnesota wide receiver, Thielen, who put up 19 points. Thielen, who bust onto the scene last year, is continuing to bust out to the scene along with his boy Diggs, who's making Geico commercial that we are very, 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 very happy for. In tight ends, you have Travis Kelsey putting up 22 points, a Kansas City quarterback um, on tight end. You have Jesse James, the tight end from Pittsburgh putting up 19 points last week here's somebody to look into OJ Howard the tight end from Tampa Bay putting up 13 points what was that 15 points here's somebody to look into once again Tampa Bay weapons is just like the Tampa Bay quarterback if they are if you have somebody behind center named Jameis Winston everybody else for Tampa Bay becomes immediate they're no longer, I'm sorry Deshaun Jackson is no longer giving you what he's averaging on what he's averaging so far these last next two games you understand he's not even even close to it my, uh, Mike Evans is not getting you what he's giving you. O.J. Howard's not getting you what he's giving you. They all become half of what they were under the center of Jameis Winston. Being led by Jameis Winston is going to lead Tampa Bay to nowhere but another number one pick. Now, the opposite has happened on the defensive end because we've told you what Khalil Mack has done for Chicago. Khalil Mack has made Chicago Bears, just last week alone, the number one scoring defense in fantasy football, 19 points. Following them were the Dallas Cowboys as they beat up on their rivals, the New York Giants, the New York Giants as they put up 13 points. They were followed by the LA Rams, who put up 11. We were followed by the LA Chargers, who also put up 11. So that's Deuce, that's Deuce 11s for the, the, for the LA combination, or the newly crowned LA combination, as both teams recently moved to LA. Ironically, uh, Dolphins put up 11 points against their opponent, the New York Jets, who came in right behind them with 10 fantasy football points. So these are these are these are five teams right here wholeheartedly that you did not lose, or six teams that you did not lose if you put them in your fantasy football lineup. If you if you put in the Jets and anyone, if you put in the Jets and you just basically broke even. But if you put in the Fins, Chargers, Rams, Cowboys, or Bears, and you gained points on your defense, that is what happened in week two. These are the guys that these are the guys that broke out. Have you figured out yet? Those other those other running backs and quarterbacks. That have been top 10 so far? I don't even know if I've mentioned them. Because you know what? One of them, like, all these guys aren't there. Like I said, my quarterback isn't there. At least not the guys from last week. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't do his thing. It's just that he didn't do enough of his thing last week to get mentioned this week with us. So a couple of other honorably mentioned people that you may want to take note of, right? And and it's not, not a lot. Not, not a lot of people. Just... A couple of the people that, how do you say, may not make it into next week's lineup.
like the running back for Atlanta. Freeman. He's questionable. So right now, if you have Travis Coleman, that's somebody that you may want to pick up in fantasy football. LaShawn McCoy, the running back for the Buffalo Bills. He's no longer there. So he may be somebody that you... He, he, has, he has broken... He has basically some bruised ribs. So if he has bruised or broken ribs, basically every single time you breathe, every single time you move, every single time you twist, so he's questionable. Keep an eye on him. He may not start next week. We have Leonard Fournette, the, the running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's questionable. He has that hamstring injury, so he may not still be there. He wasn't there last week. He may still may not be there this, again this week. We have Mike Thomas, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Number And I'm telling you guys, because these guys have significance. These are usually number one and number two options on their teams. Either the first or second guy that, that people are going to. Yeah, you understand? Like you, most people pick these guys up because you thought that they were most likely the number one option for their team. If not the number one option, then definitely at least the number two option. No further down than the number two option on their team. Reason why you guys got him, and, and there's gonna be a problem. Mike Thomas, the wide receiver for New Orleans, he's on injured reserve, so he's completely out. He's not questionable. You don't have to monitor him. You don't have to watch him. He's on the injured reserve. He's not coming back, most likely. So you can watch him to see if things come up. You have Delvin Cook from Minnesota. We have to look into, as he is also questionable again for a second year. Have to wonder about him. As, we, as he's now starting to be those guys like, hey, he could be dynamic, but he also could get very injured. We have Marcus Mariota, who's already questionable. And then we have the LA Chargers. Why did I say the LA Chargers? <laughs> we have the LA Chargers because they have their wide receiver, Travis Benjamin, who is questionable. That's their wide receiver. And I'm gonna mention everybody that has significance, not just the guys that play fantasy football. And I'm telling you this about the Chargers as a whole because this is why it's going to be hard to kind of pick Chargers to win games. They have the wide receiver Travis Benjamin who's questionable, so they, he may not play. You have their they ha, you have their elite, their elite defender that they drafted last year, Joey Bosa. He's out. You have Melvin Gordon there. They, you know what I mean? They're starting running back. He's questionable. You understand? You have you have the Watt boy on defense. He is questionable as, as well. You have their tight end, Hunter Henry, who is also out. So that is at least a wide receiver, a wide a running back, and a tight end who is either questionable or out for Phillip Rivers and the LA Chargers. That is the kind of thing that they're looking for. That's, that's everything I got for you in the fantasy football tips. Listen, the only thing we have now, the only thing we have left for you now is to give you the picks of the week. It's now to give you our MIT picks of the week. We're gonna go right into it. We have like about four minutes left in the show, and we want to make sure that we get this. We want to get this out of here and move on. Right now, move on from you guys, but you know we have bills to pay. We don't want to take up too much time. You know, there's people behind us. So the first game of the week is gonna be the Thursday night game as the New York just now. Or what is it they say? Like their third game in ten days. They had the Monday night game. They had the Sunday game, and now they have this Tuesday game. So or Monday game, whatever. So or Thursday game, I should say. So this is how the Jets. This is how things are going for the Jets. 
as the Jets are taking on, as the one-on-one Jets are taking on the old one-and-one Cleveland Browns. So the Cleveland Browns are one of the teams that keep finding unique win, unique ways to not win games as they tie their very first um, week of the NFL of the NFL season, and now they take on my New York Jets, who just got shellacked by Miami in New York. We're gonna hope that the New York Jets can go over to Cleveland and take care of this, as I am picking the Jets to, be, to win this game. You have the 0-2 Buffalo Bills, who are taking on the 2-0 Minnesota Vikings. As the Buffalo Bills, not only are they finding a hard way to win games, they're finding a hard way to keep players through through an entire game. And we're not just talking about the players that quit, like 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 um like Vontae Davis. We're also talking about the, like their studs, like LaShawn McCoy, who goes out injured with cracked ribs. I'm just gonna be hard to find Buffalo to win any of these games. They, they look bad. They look bad the very first week with their with that quarterback. Who we don't know why they put him in here. Second week they put in the, they put in the rookie quarterback. He looks a little bit better, but the, again, that comes at the cost of their stud running back, and they don't look that much better to be honest with you. And Sean McCoy is always kind of injured. I feel like every single year. And he puts up numbers until he's injured. Though. New York Giants are gonna take on the Houston. Houston, the Houston, I keep wanting to say the Houston Oilers, the Houston Texans, and even though you're talking about two teams that are 0-2, you're talking about two teams that have that both have bad offensive lines, I would say one thing, um, the defense for Houston is a little bit better, so when you're talking about two teams with bad offensive lines, there's two things you're going to have to look at. Who has the better defense and who has the more mobile and better quarterback? Houston has the better defense to get to. Um, the, the Giants quarterback better or more or more often or more frequently or to disrupt him more I should say and when you are disrupted because you have a bad offensive line the Houston the Houston Texans has the more has the more has the more mobile more athletic and more skilled quarterback to deal with pressure I'm picking the Houston Texans to win this game Next up, we have the 1-0-1 Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are finding unique ways not to lose in this season. <laughs> as the, and when we have the them playing against Washington, as as, as I saw Washington looked up, I don't know if Green Bay has that kind of defense, but I know that Green Bay has that kind of offense that they can put up. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a this is gonna be a gunslinger. This is gonna be a gunfight. This is gonna be a show. But I'm gonna pick Green Bay to come away with this until Green Bay shows me that they can't win. Uh, we, then we have the 2-0 Kansas City Chiefs hosting the 1-1 San Francisco 49ers. And even though we know that Jimmy G has had an immaculate, and I do mean immaculate career as since he has started, right? So far only having one loss on his, on his, on his resume, there's one thing that we have to remember. Andy Reid is a bad... Let's not figure that about Andy Reid. <laughs> so I'm going to pick Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid to be able to come up with a game plan to be able to beat Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. I have Miami beating Oakland. And listen, there's not too many times I'm going to pick Miami to win a game unless, unless I truly feel honest about it. And I don't know what's going on with John Gruden and his Tourette's. It's, it's acting up really, really bad. The Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles, maybe Carson Wentz, maybe, is going to take on the Indiana 
Colts. And Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's going to get his feet back wet. He's going to get back into the rhythm of things. Picked up his first victory last week. Philadelphia, they felt victim to Fitzmagic. The Yankees are still up. 8-1, top of the eighth. As Boston has a man on first. No outs. But I'm going to take Philly to win that one on home because I'm not quite sure what Indiana has. But now I am going to tell you, Indiana does have a weapon at tight end that if you have the opportunity to go find him, you will get him. I'm not quite sure what his name is right now. I'm not, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank there. But Indiana has a tight end that if you have the opportunity to, you go out and you go find that sucker because... I feel like he just, he just found his security blanket somewhere. I have to do more research in that. I'm not sure, quite sure why that's in my head. But it has to be in my head for some reason. And I don't have the research group working for me right now, so let's just talk to them. Is this the issues that we're talking about? Will we have a catcher that can't catch, but he can hit? I have the Jacksonville Jaguars over Tennessee. Not much to say there. Even without Leonard Fournette, I believe that Jacksonville Jaguars has what it takes to beat the Tennessee Titans. Now, on my picks that I posted, I have Cincinnati beating Carolina. And when I did them here for the show, and you guys, oh, that was in the door. Okay, that's not his fault. When I did it for the show for you guys here, I have Carolina written down. But for what I posted officially on the site, I have Cincinnati. I'm going to stick with Cincinnati. Right? Even though on this particular one, I really think Carolina is the team to win this. I really, really think Carolina is the team to win this. And I'm going to tell you why, why I'm telling you on this one here. Because I did, because something, cause the same similar thing happened to me when I did the Baltimore and Denver pick. Where I believe that Denver was going to, I have Baltimore picking it on the sheet. When I submitted it for the website, I already have picked Denver. This is one of the ones where I actually do think Denver is still going to win. And on the other side, I think that... Carolina pulls off that victory. We'll see, because I have Cincinnati and both Denver on the website, so that's how we'll keep it here. But here, if, if you hear me have any, if there's any game that you feel like I'm iffy about, I have any trepidations about, that you think is kind of 50-50, that's, these are the games I'm talking about right here. Cincinnati versus Carolina, Denver versus Baltimore. Right next up, we have New Orleans going up against Atlanta, and I just have Drew Brees in Atlanta going out and doing their thing. I mean, Drew Brees... And New Orleans going on doing their thing in Atlanta, in that dome. Have them doing it on the road. Don't know why. But both of these teams are one-on-one. -on -one. This is a division game. And then the division game, crazy things happen, like the Miami Dolphins going into New York Jets and winning on the road. Because that's what happens. Both teams winning division rivalry games. That's what I'm looking forward to the New York Jets coming down here and winning and having a victory down here in Miami. Because you know what that means? You know what that means? That I get to celebrate a victory in front of 40,000 screaming Dolphin fans. Yes, sir. That's what I get to do. I get to celebrate a J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets victory in front of 40,000 screaming Dolphins fans. And I couldn't be more elated to wait for it to happen. So next up, we have the LA Rams taking on the LA Chargers, and I have and I, and I just have the LA Rams coming over the LA Chargers. The LA Rams have have, have been cooking so far um, this year, and not for nothing. I told you to kind of kind of 
the kind of dysfunction that LA Chargers are having. They're missing Travis Benjamin. They're missing Tri um, Joey Bosa. They're missing um, Melvin Gordon. They're missing um, the younger Watt brother. They're missing Hunter Henry. And while the LA Rams have nothing but takeaways and ball hawks, they haven't Don McIntyre. They have um, Sam Donald. Well, not Sam Donald, but they have whatever that guy's Donald. And they have. Mm. They they have Peters they um from Kansas City last year they have Khalid Talib Hakeem Talib that likes to snatch you know um Michael Crabtree's chains up I mean so they have all of that in place where they have ball hawks and takeaways and I see them taking away a victory from the LA Chargers next up we have Chicago going up against Arizona and I'm telling you right now if you have Chicago's defense you play them against Arizona because Arizona cannot find a way to do anything that even looks like productivity during the course of an NFL game. If you want to ask me what's the only thing worse than being a Buffalo Bills fan right now where you have a guy that's walking out on your team, well, I'm going to tell you right now is being an Arizona Cardinals fan. We have Seattle taking on Dallas as well. Seattle have won the game all, all season. I see them taking on their first victory against Dallas. I don't see um, Russell Wilson getting sacked a sixth time. I don't see him um, struggling against Dallas. I don't see Dallas having what it takes to be able to beat Seattle. Seattle comes away with that victory quite easily, I might add to now. Um, we have New England beating, um, taking on Detroit, and I have New England beating Detroit. Plain and simple. And then we have, for the Monday night game, Pittsburgh going to Tampa Bay and taking on Ryan Fitz magic in Tampa Bay and I'm telling you I feel it I could feel it in the air can you feel it can you hear it in my voice I can feel it in the air can you hear it in my voice I can feel it in the air can you hear it in my voice the Pittsburgh Steelers are gonna fall victim to Ryan Fitzmagic. One more time, we're gonna get that magic show. And then he's gonna get the hook like a bad act at the Apollo for week four as they test out Jameis Winston. And I say test because I think Jameis Winston, uh, Jameis Winston for the first time in his career. He may honestly have to earn his job back. He may get it back, but he may have to earn his. He may have to really work to keep his job this year. And that's something I like to see how he takes. Famous Jameis Winston, the new face of backup quarterbacks everywhere in the NFL, until he's being blackballed like. Let's not put him in the same category. We're not going to talk about Hunter Cell today. We're not going to talk about PPW today. We talk about everything else that we would possibly talk about. Oh, congratulations on Elton Brown for being for being the head of football um, basketball operations for the Philadelphia 76ers. Big up, big up. That's it for the show. That's it for the show. That's all that we have to give to you guys today. I hope you enjoyed. As you know, as we say, it's one hand wash, seven above, wash your faces. We continue on this race to the top. Let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast on MightySports.net, and I am out of here. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there.
but a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Mighty!